Welcome, Sacramento fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and today we're really excited. Um, we can't describe it. We have so much happiness in us, and everyone listening, if you're a Sacramento Republic fan, you're probably just as stoked as we are. And I'm still trying to get my voice to go back to normal because there was a lot of celebrating yesterday, a lot of shouting, and, you know, it, when you win, it's it's worth it. You wake up in a really good mood and all is good so let's go ahead and introduce our two favorite co-hosts here on the show sharon and jared first let's go over to podcast mom how's it going hey thank you hey everything is going good um and i know we have to correct some little contest information between us amongst us the three of us we have a little inside contest going and you guys can help us win or not win but um I'm doing good, also excited, and my goodness, you've got to cue the music. Uh, I'm so excited, I just can't hide it. Anyhow, um, you, the minute you said that in the beginning of the podcast, all I could think about was that song, so you really need to have that, that one like going on in the background. It, it's a perfect song for what just happened last night. Dang, super good. Jared, how are you doing, bud? Well, since we're on the topic of music, uh, after last night, I'm feeling like uh, Lionel Richie. It's easy like Sunday morning. <laughs> but, I mean, that was a spectacular game. Sunday mornings after a match like that are always going to be amazing. Uh, of course, in a couple of weeks, uh, it'll have to be the Monday, but still fantastic results all around. We're going to dig deep into it, both the match, the feed, and everything in between tonight. You know, I can't wait to hear because I think I know what happened. I mean, I, I read a little bit about what happened on the feed thing, but I can't wait to hear your capture on that because you're going to put a, a good spin on it, a funny spin, I'm sure. So cynicism and sarcasm. Luis, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm doing good things. I actually just got back from finally putting on some soccer cleats after uh, some time. So I'm, I'm glad that, that they got to see some grass and Got to kick the ball around. And uh, as I mentioned on the post that I did for my social media, I am a free agent if anyone wants to sign me. <laughs> um, you know, not, not so much experienced player, but I've been running quite a bit. So if you want speed, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm getting there. So <laughs> getting there. <laughs> so your true test of speed is who was our slowest player last year? Oh, Jerome. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, I, sorry. I, I, any more practice? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> or way as well was another one too. actually they may have been fast but they were slow to get up off the pitch whenever they would flop i don't i don't mean to bring up last year but hey <laughs> hey uh, I, I will not flop i'll actually get up and keep running so unless you're mortally wounded and bleeding and there's a bone sticking out you gotta get up and keep playing <laughs> yeah oh yeah if a bone's sticking out yeah i can't do much about that but <laughs> other than that I, I'll, I'll keep going <laughs> Put, put some dirt or vapor rub on it and get up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You guys, you know how we feel about, I mean, bonafide knocks. Malik took a bonafide knock in preseason. You know, that's bonafide. He wasn't bleeding. He, mm -hmm. you know, all of that. He was injured. He, you know, we, we saw the injury report. Thank you people. I, I, I want to save it for Colossus of ground too, but I cannot, Contain my enthusiasm. <laughs> Let's just know. roll into it then. Let's just yeah. roll into Galassos. All yeah. right. Let, roll into Galassos of gratitude. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sacramento Republic FC, for pulling back the curtain once again on a subject that we talked about all last season is like, 
What's going on with our players? We've got all these guys out injured. What the heck is going on? Finally, we got a little behind the scenes. Look, Malik Foster, he had a knee thing. They described it and they said, what is prognosis look like in his recovery? And they'll, it's like, are we going to get these kind of updates? This is fabulous. We care about our guys. So that is my first goal of gratitude. And there's a few others, but um, you know what? I'll probably just leak it out during pregame comments and all that other one. But that one just hit home. I was ecstatic when I saw that. And as far as Michael Lazo's gratitude, and we're going to dig deeper into details about it later, but thank you. Thank you, everyone, to, uh, on Fox 40, uh, down in Fruit Ridge Road, Mile Digs. You know, there, there's a reason why I, why I like you folks, especially the interactions. Uh, I actually, you know, kept the running tab on what I was experiencing. And I don't know if they were listening to that or getting other uh, folks' uh, feedback from it, but uh, they definitely you know, we're, we're on, on the spot for it. And of course it worked here in Arizona. So they were true to their word that there was no geo blocking. So uh, maybe Mickey mouse might not be getting my money so quickly. <laughs> for Michael also of gratitude. I have a couple here. So first one goes out to the team for giving us a really good performance uh, in the second half and really making my grandpa's game experience the best. Um, for those of you who don't know, I took my grandpa First time he's ever gone to a Sacramento Republic game, and he's a big soccer fan. He hasn't watched much live games in a really long time, and so I, I was really stoked. I mean, I, this is up there in one of my top five games I've ever been to. So th- thank you so much for for great performance and for really uh, impressing him uh, in, in his first game. Also, a huge shout-out to all the fans who went out to the game. Uh, I mean, I know we were talking – predictions on how many people would be attending on our live show and i mean i'd say it was around nine thousand. i'd say we probably uh hit the mark on that somewhere around there uh and also a huge shout out to all the fans of our podcast uh, it's so amazing when you can go to a game and you come across people as you're just walking around right and people just like yell at you right or just yell your name and you're like hey how's it going and it, it's it's really cool to be able to experience that and it's such a joy for us to be able to um, do this show for y'all and, and to hear your comments that you guys give to us is, is always great. And like I always say, it just drives us to keep, you know, doing more and more stuff here on the show and continue to grow it day by day. Also, uh, Golazo Gratitude to Oh Ryan my God, Slater. you got to do three Golazos of Gratitude. <laughs> I did one. Oh my God, we're so competitive. It's like, gang, you've got three. Jared had one. I had one. I'm kidding. Keep going, Luis. I love I, you. you. I'm competitive in all aspects. Yeah, I was like, oh, I got to do more this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We should have done a live. I swear to you, this one, this podcast should have been a live podcast because there's just so much wonderful stuff. Anyhow, didn't mean to interrupt you. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah another colossal gratitude out to ryan strange uh he was on the live show on our town hall that we did last friday and one thing led to another and then he mentioned that he wasn't going to go to the game on the 27th and he offered two tickets to uh, jared and that led to me also getting a ticket as well in his section which is i believe it's section 104 105 uh, um is it 108 105 thanks sharon um I, I get those two confused but amazing tickets really appreciate it ryan that, that's that was really nice of you to to do that and uh gonna be getting a really epic amazing view right behind the, the team bench right there so cool stuff uh really really great to uh hear that and so yeah those are my three 
Golals of gratitude, huh? but I have so. <laughs> I'm going to feather some things in because I know we're going to get, we're going to talk a little bit about pregame and all that other stuff, but I'll, I'll feather some stuff in here in a little bit. But it was, yeah, my, I have a laundry list of Golals of gratitude, but I just like, I went straight to the uh, Sac Republic. You know, there was one thing I noticed that was a lot different than last year. The staff. I mean, everybody said hello. I walked by Alex Burt. Normally he's all business and he's focused about going, you know, to this person, that person, because he kind of, you know, he takes care of a lot of the sponsors and the big wigs and the, you know, and the investors. He kind of makes sure that they're well taken care of uh, at, at the games and that's his job. Um, he, he does a lot of stuff like that. And everybody was just saying hi. They didn't like, they stopped what they were doing for a minute. And I don't know where that came from. I don't know from what, you know, level Natalie with production. She runs production, right? Her her dad and her run production. They take uh, information from upstairs. You know, they they're getting everything on the earpieces. She stopped what she was doing, and you know, for a minute, while everything was probably crazy, all the staff were just so freaking friendly. All of them to everybody. It wasn't just me or Luis or anyone. They took a minute if they made eye contact with you. And made sure you were having a good time. It's like, wow, that was, that's nice. You know, Mm -hmm. I had a chance to get a hug from Tim Stallings and, you know, Justin Dubois, who, you know, lets the, you know, that he raises the curtain right at six o'clock and lets people into the stadium. And he was just, everybody was just on it last night. Maybe everybody was excited to let the first game get going, but pretty cool. That's really good. I mean, I always say with any company, whatever, Good customer service goes a long ways, right? It could it, some simple words that you say could like just make the world for some someone too. And you know, doing that, making it a really welcome environment is is good. So yeah, I mean, huge colossal gratitude to whoever led yeah. that effort, whoever did all that because they, right? I'm sure they realized. I'm sure they got maybe some like feedback on surveys and all that, and and Who you knows? know, they realized like we. You know, we might be busy, you know, there might be stressful moments and whatnot, but we don't, you know, we need to make sure that, like you say, I keep it to yourself, right? But make sure that that's not reflected outside. So, So, yeah. And I don't know if you noticed this, but Allison Yee Garcia, she's back and she's, she was having a, she was running around having a blast. Did you see her on some of the promos? Um, Allison Yee Garcia was on some of the uh, promos on uh, commercial promos and on news clips. So I love seeing her. She's like, she's a, a main, she's a main player there at Sac Republic. And it was really sweet seeing her on some of the, the promotional um, pieces that they were doing really good. Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. Uh, yeah. And I've noticed other staff members also on their promotionals and it's great, right? I mean, when you involve them as well and, you know, they could be just backups and you go on the team store, you'll notice Connor sporting different gear and all that. <laughs> So he also gets in the spotlight there too. So it's it's really cool stuff. And you uh, said the word Connor. Now I did. So yeah, yeah. Jared, no, J- you should Jared, just just say yeah. the word. <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting for the music. <laughs> <laughs> it's been playing. It's, it's been like, played already. Yeah, it's twice. <laughs> well, I mean, if I if I mention it again, I mean, he's, is he going to pop up like Beetlejuice? <laughs> Imagine if he did, right? You just I see oh, him doing the call. You know, we should have just sent him the link to the podcast and say, "Hey, dude, we're doing a podcast. Jump on!" So you 
(laughs) When you hear your name, you can actually hear Connor say, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) It plays and then he says, what? Right. Or do we just have a recorded line like, what? What do you want, guys? Or hey, guys, how's it going? (laughs) Or he he can say in kind of a tone of voice, now what do you guys want? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, I I might ask him, I'm like, you record some lines and then every time we say something, like, Yeah, just have a canned, uh, well. a canned response from Connor. We'd have like ten different lines. We should do that with a few of the people. Yeah, that's a good idea. Even with some of the players, we're, we're coming up with ideas. There you go. I mean, this is everyone's here in our brainstorming here too. We're yeah, spitballing. <laughs> Kind, um, kind, kind of Connor related. I, I did see that one of our one of the club's new sponsors is Crystal. So I think maybe. That'll be the uh, the official milk that I that I bring to the uh, the session in a couple of weeks. Oh, does yeah. Crystal make oat milk? I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I can buy it from Rayleigh's, and it would be Crystal Milk brand. So you know we're taking care ter- taking care of two birds one stone. There you go. Yeah, Ooh, supporting both. Nice. You know the experience that we all had before the game, and Jared, I know you were probably just you know open, open, open with a you know your clicker at home to watch the thing, and you still had an hour to go. At six o'clock, the parking lot was pretty full. It was starting to to mm-hmm. get pretty full, and the the line was pretty well queued up outside. But everybody was just happy, you know, happy to be there. But did you notice, Louise, the temperature literally went from being Mm. like almost 70 to boom. It was like knocking in the fifties and everybody put on their big parkas. I remember texting you saying, uh, (laughs) bring more than just a tiny thin sweater. It's going to be in the fifties. And you, you, you took that advice and you brought a better jacket. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I, I always make sure whenever I go anywhere far, Always make sure you bring some jackets, some thermal gear. Yeah. Never know when you're going to need it, right? Because I mean. <laughs> opening night in the past, we remember the raining game. You know, it's been oh. bitterly cold. My sister sent me a photo <laughs> of us and she had um, a stadium jacket that I'd given her. It was a... Uh, um, it was a San Jose earthquake stadium jacket with a hoodie. And so she's wearing the San Jose and I'm wearing the black one from Sac Republic when I used to work for him. And it was cold. And that was two years ago, or was it a year ago? No, it wouldn't have been a year ago. It would have been probably two years ago. Um, yeah, it was, I think it was two years ago, but anyhow, to make a long story short, you never know in March and April, what the evening weather is going to be like. Mm-hmm. So everybody was cool. We got situated. I actually went straight into VIP to be able to just kind of grab my snack and, and, you know, a drink. And then after that, just kind of wander around, but Kevin Nagel got there early. So I had a chance to kind of bump elbows with him and he literally said, you know, how do you like what we put together? And he goes, and mind you, it was a we effort. He wanted to make sure that I knew that we knew that he was very involved with the selection of who the players, you know, that we got for this year's squad that, and he wanted to make it really, really clear that he was very intent on putting a really good product on the field and, and said, what do you think? And it's kind of like, wow, it, they last week they looked great hope to see what it looks like this week and we had like a two more second conversation and then he got sidetracked because a lot of people were up there including paul buckle um he's in there and then i bumped into rebecca Lowe, and that was sweet if anybody went on my um instagram or facebook feed you saw that i posted a, a a selfie with her and you know she's just always so gracious years ago um right after well, 
like not right after they had Teddy, but a couple of years in when Paul was still working for the squad, there were times where, you know, Rebecca would show up and Teddy would be with them, but he was just a little pint, you know, he was like crawling on the field kind of thing. I remember taking photos and hanging out with him at training practices when we would train there. She would only come when they were training there at uh, the park, the stadium. And, you know, it's to see everybody growing up and growing into themselves and, you know, how beautiful they all are. It was, it was fabulous. But, and then, uh, you know, then headed out and hooked up with my friends and sat in seats, saw Luis up in his seat that he got with your, your grandpa. I wish I would have come up and made the walk up the stairs, but I was running into so many other people as I was making my way to my seat. Luis, I, I feel like I shortchanged myself by not saying hello to your grandpa. <laughs> Yeah, it was all good. I mean, you waved and, and we waved and, and you had the two beers, too. So I was like, yeah, go, go, go deliver those. You well, know what, keep them. Yeah, they were actually not beer. They were a little bit more hard liquor. And oh, okay. have to give a little shout out to, you know, whoever works the, uh, you know, the drink stand there. You know, they were very they took very good care of us. Food was great. Everything was great. Um, yeah. And. You know who the Shane, it was Shane, the voice winner who sang the national anthem. And everybody says that he's kind of really a local, that he goes to different places and just kind of hangs out in different spots and everybody knows him and loves him. And, you know, he's just sitting there singing his heart out in different places, you know, and here he was on national TV, the winner of the voice, you know, so he sang the national anthem yesterday. It was beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And then Kamawasa and the hug from Cappy. Kamawasa showed up unannounced. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sure people knew he was coming, but it was <laughs> so cool while I was watching the team walk out and Cam got Cappy's attention, their equipment manager, and Cappy turned around and, and I happened to have the my camera going and I caught the hug between um, Cappy and Cameron and it it just almost made a tear come to my eye because that's what soccer is all about. It creates these incredible relationships and friendships, whether it's fan to fan, fan to, you know, squad or whatever, the world of soccer is so small. Um, Even though there's lots of people involved in it. Once you say the word soccer, it doesn't matter. You're, you're family. Mm -hmm. So Louise, I'm sure you felt that yesterday too. You had mentioned that people were saying hello to you and Mm. it was pretty cool. Yeah. Especially when you're not from somewhere, right. For all of us, commuters to games i mean it's it's something else but when you can go somewhere and get to know more people in an area and just expand your your network it's it's amazing right and and yeah i i truly feel that if it weren't for soccer i never would have met jared seriously you know we never would have had him on this podcast if it wasn't for soccer you know it just Mm -hmm. and he's jared you have brought so much to this podcast and your chuckles you know (laughs) even when you say absolutely nothing (laughs) <laughs> and then we hear you laugh. It's like, oh my God, I made Jared laugh. I made the chuckle happen. So dude, you know, you, you bring a lot of light to people's lives. Yeah. Uh, I'm just glad, glad to, to have y'all in, in this life, you know, just to, to be able to come out to the home matches and, and, fi- and finally get to see y'all in, in the flesh. I mean, just, just like uh, Louis said, I mean, even if you're, not exactly local, but to come out to the matches, you know, to make those relationships, to hang out with people that are practically family, you know, might, might as well be family. And even if it's only for a couple or a few months out of the year or a couple times out of the year, you know, it, we just still managed to pick up where we left off. 
Yeah, it's always great. And and yeah, Jared, you as is now a out of state visitor to you. You feel that, and it's really good, especially again when the team makes it welcoming um, during the entire game as well. So all across the board, just great stuff there. Um, I have a couple of comments too about the the pregame before um, the game had started. Not the other kind of pregame, just so everyone knows. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the team had uh, like a last minute announcement about a giveaway that they were going to do, right? The first 3,000 people. And uh, initially they just said there was a noisemaker thing, which I thought great, right? For all those of you who saw that, it's actually pretty cool. Um, I don't think it was used as much as the team intended it to be, but I think, you know, we just all need to get used to that first. Um, but there was another thing that I was quite surprised, but a really good detail on the team's part is I'm jealous. They also gave away a blanket. I'm jealous. A travel blanket. By I was, UC I'm jealous, dude. I was already well past the gate when they made that switch or made that announcement and, and did the blanket. So I didn't even get my blanket. Did you get oh, your really? blanket? Yeah. 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 Well, when we, when my grandpa and me actually went in, they, they had the blankets already out. I mean, they were already giving them and I was like, Oh, they're giving away a blanket, like just uh, best time to do so. <laughs> now, I've seen the uh, promotion night for the 27th is Heart Health Night. I'm not seeing a whole lot of information, if any, about uh, what that entails. Has, has there been any word on that? I don't think so. And I think they, they've they been keeping quiet on giveaways. I don't know if that might change. Uh, Connor, if you could maybe get us more details on that or maybe see if they could announce them more ahead of time or that, maybe, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you guys will walk in and everybody like puts a cuff on you and takes your blood pressure. And um, so, so seriously for heart health, this is so funny. I went to, there was a, an event at a park one time. It was totally random and they had these booths. Um, and I walked into this one booth and everybody was dressed in like, you know, like doctor gear, the, the coats, mm-hmm. the lab coats and everything like that. And I go, what are you guys doing? And it wasn't even a thing for that. And they go, we're giving away, we're giving away free cholesterol screening. Sit down with punk, you know, we'll poke your finger and we'll tell you right here. And now they could tell me my cholesterol. They could tell you right then and there mm-hmm. what your stuff was. And it was all free. And it, I was like, Oh my God, people should be coming here because they were, t- they told you like four indicators just from one finger prick stick. Mm-hmm. And you got it right, right on the spot because I had the the testing stuff. It's like, huh, that's pretty cool. Wouldn't that be swell if they did that for people? Yeah. If you haven't been to a doctor in a long time, we're going to tell you what your cholesterol is. That would be mm-hmm. really cool if that, if they could pull something like that off. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a pretty good, good giveaway. <laughs> cholesterol, blood pressure, all that <laughs> other good stuff. Cause some people don't go to the doctor, you know, mm-hmm. they just don't, they, <laughs> they avoid the doctor like the plague. I'm not that person well i am kind of but whatever <laughs> um another point i have here is uh for those of you who haven't been to a game really early i, I encourage you to do so right if you can get there right when they open right go-, go to your seat so you can observe everything that goes on well and here goes the music again connor <laughs> actually does a lot if you guys are seeing him on the field i mean the guy is running around and and making sure you know the show is, goes as planned and it's really amazing and you guys got to go experience that and and just see all the work that he does uh, him and his team i should say right because he has more people around him too that help him out um and so it, it was just really interesting to be able to see that because I, I was there right uh like 30 minutes before the game started uh, another thing i actually really enjoyed seeing is uh they actually now have a kickoff countdown 
which I think Connor told us a little bit when we talked to him uh, a couple of months ago. And so it's like this like train like sound is how I would describe it. And it gives a 10 minute warning. So anyone who's out there, like still buying food or getting drinks or at the team store, everyone can know, hey, you got 10 minutes to go to your seat because we're about to to get started. And so uh, shout out to them for thinking about that, because I think it's it's good for everyone to know, because in the past, I remember there were times where no one really knew when the game was going to start. And sometimes they caught you trying to get food or, you know, just at the team store and you're like, oh gotta go run because the team's the game's about to start and then one more thing uh they now have a new kids area which is really amazing i mean if, if i was a kid i'd be so excited to be in that area because they have uh some like kid size goal nets right there and you can shoot at goal and they have um a roof as well right in the area so if it's raining that's pretty safe spot to be at <laughs> and they could still have that going on uh if you know the weather is pretty bad so uh, I think it was a really good idea for them to do that. And they did get a sponsor for that. So shout out to, you know, whoever got that sponsor because it's a pretty big name brand, right? Uh, and uh, they didn't pay to sponsor this podcast. So I'm not going to mention them, but pretty big brand that everyone knows. And it's never easy to get name brands to sponsor something. So huge shout out to them. Definitely a great idea. Yeah, that's the best way to- <laughs> to put it to you. Yeah. So Luis, you know, in the off season, um, they actually sent surveys out to season ticket holders and I don't know, maybe anybody to give them input on things that they liked, they didn't like. And I don't know that I even took the survey or not. I, I don't remember doing it, but in the past, they actually drilled down, you know, to try to find out uh, what worked well, what suggestions, that sort of thing. I know what a lot of people don't like. They want to be in there. A lot of people want to be in their seats, not interrupted for the kickoff. And, you know, for the first 10, 15 minutes of the game, they want to focus on the game. But if everyone is walking past them and trying to squeeze into their seats because they didn't know to get to their seats on time, you know, it's it's not like it's a play where, you know, you, if you're not seated, you can't come in kind of thing, you know, the in the theater. But it, it really does speak volumes of courtesy to be in your seat. And I'm guilty of not getting to my seat, like right <laughs> as the game starts, just, you know, yabber on somebody somewhere. <laughs> but they also have another thing that you can't walk in the front row. They really encourage people to not walk across the front row um, to get to your seat, to walk actually from the back, come in through the back of the stadium stands and just be, you be the most minimal amount of interruption that you possibly can you know, to can pose. So they're, they're kind of shifting some things to kind of make it better for those who get to their seats early. And so they're tried to do a positive reinforcement by this, the train whistle, you know, the sound, the countdown mm-hmm. to, to get people in their seats. So that was like that positive carrot versus telling you, nope, you can't walk in. Nope. Game already started. <laughs> you know, you have to w- wait for a break and play. I'm glad to see that because I remember the last uh, time or two when I was in Oklahoma City uh, noticing that uh, for the uh, OKC Energy versus Republic FC games at Taft Stadium. Uh, I was able to get myself as well as my niece and nephew tickets uh, for, for the last match we went to. And it seemed like there were folks not only walking in front of us during the game, 
but there were a couple of them were never just sitting there chit-chatting right in front of us. So I'm glad mm. that Heart Health Park is positively encouraging folks, hey, get to your seats. Uh, you only have 10 minutes. You only have five minutes, everything like that. So that'll definitely help out. I mean, because we definitely need to have some etiquette uh, as far as, especially early in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree that there's a lot of things that, that they're doing which are really good for us. And I still think, in my opinion, that they should actually open gates uh, an hour and a half instead of an hour. I think that extra 30 minutes could help and, you know, having more people be in their seats or ordering food already, getting all that taken care of. So hopefully that changes, right? So if uh, anyone from the team is listening, that, that would be good. Thing. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, the, their food service was very slow. In some cases, some of their food trucks were very slow. Um and we'll talk about that in second half comments. Oh, okay, perfect. So let's go ahead and get right to the game too. So we we have a lot to say about, about the game. Um, there's first half, second half. It was a tell of two halves, basically what happened here. Um, so let's go ahead and get started with the first half. Um, but actually, before we get started, before there's something I was going to mention, if any of you saw our live show or if you see our social media, we did mention we were going to do a signed scarf giveaway. So continue to tune in. <laughs> I know we're going to make everyone tune in a little bit more, but <laughs> I promise you it's going to be worth it too. As we mentioned on the live show, if we, you didn't see it, uh, we're actually giving away a signed State of the Republic scarf. So at the Meet the Team event, we went through most of the team. It's not all the team, but most of the team is actually on there. Uh, and the players signed it, including Todd Dunavant as well. So if you want to win it, just Keep tuning in. I'm going to give the rules shortly on how you can participate. And there are plenty of opportunities to actually be able to win it. So uh, keep tuning in to find out. So let's go ahead and talk about the first half. Sharon, let's have you go first and you go next, Jared, and then I'll, I'll end it. So the first half, it looked as though our possession wasn't quite working the way we wanted it to. We had some possession. We had a few brilliant moments. Um, there was one part in the very first half where we thought that our ship was sunk in the very beginning because uh, we had a player. Um, gosh, which defender was that? Was that Dan Casey? Yeah, that was Dan okay, Casey before so the penalty. Just outside the box, he... Uh, chased down um, one of the El Paso attackers. He actually got ball, but he also took the player down at the same time. Uh, El Paso was awarded a penalty kick, but it was brilliant. Um, You know, our hearts sank because we were like going, oh, no, not again, El Paso, no. You know, because there's such a rivalry with us. Um, Dan Casey got the first yellow card. It was funny because we have this thing about Matt LaGrasa and Luis Felipe. And it's like, we didn't even think about including Dan Casey in the mix. Cause we were saying, you know, who's going to get the first yellow Matt or um, Luis. And then Dan gets a yellow, but at the end of the day, you know, the El Paso player steps up to the, uh, to the mark to take the PK. And guess what happens? Carlos. It's like when the, when that save happened, I don't think the whole, the whole stands erupted, everybody erupted, but I don't Mm -hmm. think anybody could believe that he, it was like, how did that even, how did he even do that? (laughs) Everybody was like, did you, it, it was happened so fast and everybody expected them to score on this PK and it didn't happen because he got his foot up in time. Um, it, It was the weirdest trailing foot 
uplifted. So the dude's been practicing his cat-like reflexes and was able to uh, parry the ball out of the net. Uh, not even, yeah, didn't even, they didn't even have a chance. It wasn't too long after that, that uh, El Paso did score on us and we were a goal down. And that was like, no, you know, it's like as fans, we know that El Paso is a tough component, a, a tough opponent for us to compete against. And we've not had the best of success against them. So the feeling of fans, the players felt differently. The feeling of the fans was not again, no, not again, because we have been scored on, you know, in the, in prior season, we, whenever we got scored on like this, it would be like the, the, you know, we couldn't really recover. However, we did. And uh, Jared, I'll let you talk about the next part. uh, The really, really cool thing that happened to us. Yeah. As, as far as the, the second half, thankfully I was able to see it, but uh, yeah, sometime later after that save, which I don't think uh, supplements the name heart health park, because it certainly tests the health of the heart you know, with those kind of saves that he's had in the first half. And as we'll talk into it in the second half as well, later on during the match, it was uh, a meeting of uh, former teammates, uh, Evan Newton and R- Rodrigo Lopez. <laughs> Not in the way we were thinking, but <laughs> It was definitely a good story. I mean, Roro comes charging down down the field. Evan comes out, uh, almost comes out of the box entirely. Basically, basically, Evan Evan decided, you know, F this. I'm I'm going to throw myself in the Roro. And we end up getting the call in the box. And And those halftime had not been blown yet and i bet you that's why their coach came unglued uh, we mm-hmm. were watching him and he came unglued because he he thought that the halftime should have been blown by then exactly but the uh, ref still let it go through and uh, for those of you that have been a uh, somewhat lo- long time uh, republic fc fan you know what happens when roro gets set for a pk nine and nine times out of 10 and it and today was one of those uh, nine times because Roro gets set up for the kick takes it takes a moment and then just slams it past Evan Newton. It's like welcome welcome back to Sacramento, Evan. Got to send you on your way though. <laughs> so did you notice that Roro stuck it into the top? He he knows Evan is not six foot three. He knows he's not probably even six one. He's probably six feet. So Roro knew exactly where he had to put that ball. Cause Evan's good on the ground. Evan's a, he's great. Oh, on yeah. the ground. But he's Absolutely. shorter than, he's shorter than Carlos. He's shorter than Danny B. And uh, you know, so this, this was, this was great. Evan also got a yellow card. We were yelling for a red simply mm-hmm. because it was impeding the progress of potential goal scoring opportunities. So isn't that an mm-hmm. automatic red in the box? I one would think, I mean, especially the fact that it wasn't just a simple oops bump or anything like that. He was running towards him and actually uh, it was a tackle. Arms. It was a yeah. tackle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, I, I think maybe what in his defense, I think maybe what may have happened is that Roro wasn't going in direction of goal. Right. Because a lot of times with the red cards, you have to be going in the direction right of goal or, you know, uh, already on that side, he was more going towards the side. Well, yeah, so that may have ball, been right. that may have yeah. been why. Yeah, I mean, I wish it would have been red too myself, but uh, I think that's maybe what would have probably 
kind of yeah. called it for for a red. Yeah, Evan's my Evan's my friend. We go way back because when he played for Sac Republic, that was when I was still working for them. And you know, Evan is a sweet, sweet person. You know, I really, really think he's a good guy. But when you're playing against us, <laughs> good guy goes right out the window. <laughs> well, I, I gotta say the 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 way he like just went at Roro. I mean that that. That was just uh, like an amateur goalkeeper move. I, I I mean, I was I was really surprised. I was like, whoa, like I, I was not expecting us to get a PK like that. So I I, I was a little, I was a little shocked that he did well, that coming from wasn't an MLS. There a little bit of a, yeah, I was gonna say, wasn't there a little chest bumping after that? You know, a little tete a tete after that? Didn't they have well, kind of have words? Well, on the broadcast at first, they were thinking they were yeah, that uh, Robo was going to get like a, a yellow card, like uh, when they were getting set up for the kick, you know, because because yeah, I mean after after the initial contact, Robo you know, went to a spot, and there were, there were a couple of El Paso and Sacramento players that were uh, bumping chests and everything like that. So they were thinking that there were going to be quite a few yellow cards uh, given out, including to Robo, but uh, I don't think it really came into fruition, or at least not for Robo anyway. Yeah, probably not. And if you guys look at the replay. Um... When Roro's down, and of course Evan goes to like just yell at the referee, we see number fifteen for El Paso, Diego Luna. He says some words, I and mean, that should have been a yellow. And I, I don't know how that wasn't seen right. He says something there, and he nearly almost like steps on his head when he like walks by him, and uh, no one really said much, right? So, kind of a weird situation there too. But like you guys said, ultimately we get the goal and. Like I was saying yesterday to a couple of people, that's really, in my opinion, what was the key to us winning the game was this really late PK, right? Because I feel like this changed the whole mentality of the game and, of course, gave us a Roro goal as the first home opener goal, right? Just as we saw the first goal last week, we saw him again here. And thank you, Roro. You gave me a point for our contest as well. So there's (laughs) there's that there as well. Um, and by the way, I did not get that point because I did not pick Roro. <laughs> I picked Emil Quayle for some ungodly reason because he scored last week. I figured, oh, I would transfer. So, you know, my yeah. head is hanging in a little bit of shame because I really thought I had picked Roro. And it's like, oh, that was Luis. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Y'all got points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had no faith in Roro. Oh, all right. Hey, um. <laughs> no. I, stop. I figured Roro would be the assist if Cuello scored. But yeah, I couldn't pick the obvious. Why could I not pick the obvious? Sometimes, so, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but before this PK, Luis and I were texting and I basically, and Douglas <laughs> Jr., I am so sorry. I am so sorry I did this. I was actually yelling at the coach to pull you out of the game because you did not, it seemed like you weren't on the right. He wasn't on the right side of the ball. He wasn't on the right side of the field. He was, it's like there was a little, something was off with Douglas in the first half. And, you know, we actually expected more from him and it seemed like he wasn't working back for, you know, defending both sides of the ball kind of a thing. And I texted Luis. (laughs) I don't even, I shouldn't even say what I said to Luis, but it was basically it just didn't look good for Douglas. And, and then, so we're, I was actually hoping that he would get subbed. And so I don't know if it's time to move on to the second half or not. And that might, my wish didn't come true. And (laughs) thankfully, thankfully Mm -hmm. my wish didn't come true because other things happened. Douglas had other ideas and maybe the coach basically said, dude, you gotta, you gotta run. You can't Patrick way us, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. Don't, uh, don't worry, Douglas. Uh, we found we find out that Sharon didn't need to go to the food truck after all because she had plenty of her words. <laughs> so you ain't got to worry about her. I had to wash that bad taste down with something strong because man, eating those words was it was humble pie, dude, and I hate humble pie. Did you go back to BIP to get some more of those drinks that you had? <laughs> I thought about it, but I didn't do it. I'll tell you. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you. You know, thank. You know what? I love it when a player makes me wrong. You know, especially mm-hmm. if I had like a a like a negative Im, uh, um, impression of their their playing style or their ability. Um, you know, I was uh, I thought Jack Gurr was great. He didn't roll. He didn't like stay on the ground at all. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? Did they hear us? Who knows? I thought Luis and Matt were perfectly paired up back in there. You mm-hmm. know, I thought Dan Casey and Lee Desmond, who was not like announced properly in the beginning but um i thought he was good i thought sosa was a little bit lost but it wasn't bad but you could tell he didn't have the ease of play that he had in pre-games i mean in the uh preseason um so but i mean everybody else i thought looked really solid and looked like they belong on the pitch um emil wasn't getting what he wanted on the ball i don't think he was playing emil's game i mean there were some brilliant where he would dribble through three, five guys, he'd get closed down by four guys and he'd still come up with a ball. But I think his, I think he was holding it a little bit too long. However, Douglas, I was like, ready, sub them out, sub them out. And <laughs> oh, so, yeah. yeah. So sorry. I remember Douglas. those messages. Yeah. I, I saw those messages. And <laughs> I also, I mean, I was a little faithful with Douglas at first, right? Because of course I, I picked him as the, the season MVP and, and, but when you mentioned those, I was like, well, you do make a point. Like uh, he hasn't really done much. And I was like, come on, Douglas, come on. Like just run a little bit more, right. Put a little bit more pressure. <laughs> Basically I was like, you know, don't, don't do uh Patrick well. Right. Like we, we don't want that. Yeah. And we know that you're not like that because you're a true goal scorer. You actually have uh, you know, a good record to yourself. So you could, you could do better. And I'm glad, maybe another late colossal gratitude to Mark Briggs for not listening to you, Sharon. God. Even though you were shouting out there. You know what, though? <laughs> he could have listened to me. He could have actually pulled Douglas aside. And basically, he could have said something at, at halftime in the locker room and said, dude, if you don't, you know, do X, Y, Z, we're going to have to, you know, we'll sub you out. Well, thankfully, whatever was said at halftime, I think, honestly, if I were the coach at halftime, I would just have asked the players, is this the performance you're looking for? Is this your performance? Is this how we've been training? You know, it's like, what is it that you want out of this game? Because if you want something other than what you've given in the first half, you need to do something very different in the second half. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to basics. You know, it's kind of like talk about it together as a team. And then the first sub was um, um, Nick Ross, the boss. Wasn't he like one of the first subs or a meal? Yeah, they were like one of the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Nick was the first one to get subbed out. Uh, I mean, he he definitely had a good uh, performance last night. So de- definitely glad to see that. And then also uh, some other uh, uh, physical therapy, physical fitness notes. Luis, next time you throw her under the bus, do it with the knees. Your <laughs> knees will thank you. So. <laughs> 
Man, I just, and trust me, I do not mind getting bashed for, you know, the conversation that I had with Luis via text. And uh, I was pretty damn vocal out there in the crowd. Anybody sitting in 106, they heard me yelling about Douglas. And I was yelling at Douglas and yelling at the coach. And I, you know, it's like there were people saying, tell us how you really feel. Um, It's like, yeah, well, I did. But man, um, I don't know. Maybe the kid heard me, you know. So it would be awesome. If he oh did. yeah, m- m- maybe he did too. Uh, I was gonna shout in Spanish too, right? Because Douglas prefers Spanish. Um, so, never, but you know, I, I was like, you know, it's still too early on, right? I mean, right. Yeah, we he, can't be bagging on you guys. Yeah. yeah. I was like, but if he does this for like weeks, I might be like, andale, Douglas, corre poquito más, andale, por favor, Douglas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he of course he 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 shut us down, which is great. We we like when players just make sure that we like just swallow our words right it's like thank you you made me look bad i like that gave uh, us a win make I, us look bad please <laughs> yeah <laughs> please do that too that's what we're here for so you can make us look bad <laughs> i will um, say it really was a tale of two halves it really was a ta- everybody was saying that even the people mm-hmm. closest to the game they all of them all of them said it was a whole different second half it was like it a different was team. It yeah. was absolutely. It really was. Before we actually get to that, I, I just have one more point I want to make about the first half. And um, El Paso's player, Sonoop, number 21, that he did whatever oh. he wanted. And he had plenty of opportunities. He could have scored more than just the first goal that he did. Yes. And I was so worried. Anytime he got the ball, I was like, oh, you guys need to like just mark him closer. Like the, you're, you, you guys are giving him too much space. Right. And when I was joking around with Mr. Forza Power after the game, and I was like, hey, if we're looking for players for next season, so Noop's on my list. So just saying, if we're looking for players next season, sign this guy, number 21. Their, their, uh, their attack, the way that they did possession was very different than the way that we do possession. If you looked at it, they always had an open player. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they didn't have um, – they drew our players – Okay, so one of the things that Mark Briggs wants to do differently this year is literally close down whoever has the ball on the opposite team. So it basically is like when you lose possession, what's the one thing you want back? You want the ball back. So he has told his guys, don't be nice. You know, you go and get the ball. If you're two feet away, you get the ball. If you're five feet away, it doesn't matter. Swarm and get that ball back. So in the process of swarm, you know, trying to get the ball back or win the ball back after a 50-50 and you lose the 50-50, El Paso had like wide open channels and wide open lanes. So they were like ping, 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 pinging the ball. Next thing you know, they're in the scoring half, uh, scoring third against us. And we were like scrambling to pressure cover balance, get the cover and the balance back. And so that caused us to be a little bit on our back foot um, because we were constantly having to regroup after their, um, they had very brilliant passing. They, they really did. Their, their, their passing was really, really, um, I have to give it to them. I was watching them, watching it. And very, it wasn't very often that they would give up the, the ball, but I'll tell you who interrupted the play the best was Roro because he is so smart. He knows how exactly he can see where they're going with ball, the ball. He can see the spin on the ball. He can see the foot on the ball. He knows it's almost like he sees things before other people see him. And I used to say that Luis Felipe sees the game really well. And he does. He interrupts the play. He breaks down plays. He breaks their passing. He's very good. That's his job. But Roro, I mean, talk about a guy that 
interrupted their play so much and then restarted it for us or was able to get the ball to another person that was open on our squad. But when you're talking about their guy, Newt, um, it was he was open so much because they were very good and very clinical on being open for each other to get to spring guys free. Yeah, I mean that that guy was definitely like sitting on a dog gro- grooming tool, a pain in our in our backside. <laughs> I mean he he was a pest all first half uh, against us. I mean just he was here, there, everywhere. I mean I'm surprised that they didn't get to more than one goal in the first half by, mm-hmm. by how vicious they they were. Yeah, I, I think a lot was to be learned for that first half, right? Because we're going to encounter a lot of teams like that. So I hope uh, hope that they take that into consideration. And uh, again, make sure two more things. One, you mark as close as you can, right? Don't don't mark until they get to the box and then you slide tack when you give them a PK, right? Do, do that before. And another thing too, whenever you do passes, make sure you kind of know who you're going to pass it to, right? Oh, because God. we had a lot of passes that so were going broken. to just ghosts. So yeah, please, please actually pass it to someone. Right. And not yeah. just out because then, you know, you never know what happens after that. Right. So I think that those are some things that I noticed is just a lot of passes, but again, you know, it's the first game, right. We got to win. Right. And I'm sure things are going to be changed as the season goes on. So we're not going to be too hard. I think for this one. So y'all, y'all, you're still good. <laughs> we understand it's the first game. So. Yeah. Let's move on to the second half. Like we mentioned, the happier half, right? The one that <laughs> brings joy to all of us too. So uh, what, what, what do you guys got um, for your notes, Jared? Jared? Yeah. So thank you for asking. Um, yeah. We had talked a little bit just a minute ago about how Douglas changed his game. Um, and that was critical. And the subs changed the game um, when Keko came in, when um, uh, Zico came in, right? We had some guys coming in that we hadn't, really seen much of and the fluidity of the game changed. They left rower on the field, which I was thankful for. Um, They didn't change up anything in the back line, the back four, they stayed the same, but there was a different energy up and up and top. And the next thing, you know, we're seeing Douglas getting sprung free and okay. I got to stop for just one moment. I had, I was sitting by a friend of mine. I had other friends sitting with me, but this particular friend of mine was like, who is that? Who is that? He's what his legs. And it's like, remember when Gilberto um, the Santos played for us years ago, he's Brazilian, right? And he rolled his pant leg all the way up to, you know, he rolled his, his shorts. He always had his big old legs showing. And that's exactly what Douglas did. So I think all the women were like really cool with how short he wore his shorts. So whenever he would run, it's like a full on sprint. You, you could see every muscle moving when that man took off like a gazelle down the field. He was, he was incredible. He was dragging people with him and nobody could keep up with him. So, you know, guess what happens when you get a guy like that free? Well, as far as that goes, one, you, you birthed the, the new legend of the short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he was blazing. I mean, he was just going up and down. And I, th- I think that probably helped out because I, I know probably back in the 80s, 70s and so forth, the shorts were, were shorter, which meant, you know, more room for the leg muscles to get those up and going. And then nowadays you pretty much have. Uh, knee uh, like shorts and those kind of get in the way it's kind of similar with NBA as well but but yeah I mean just going to that that probably led uh, 
uh, Douglas to just tear uh, tear up and down the field, you know, as he can. You know, the the more horsepower that was generated with the, with the open legs, I mean, it, it just got him in there. That that just got him into scoring that uh, that second goal for the for the Republic. And look, look it, at that pass. Look at that pass. Yes, it looks like, yes. Look at that pass. It bent fully around the defender for El Paso. It bent right around him. You know, it just boom, and it was. It looked mm-hmm. like an outside of the foot uh, bender to cu- curl in around the defender, and and uh, Douglas was able to just run onto it. It was like, who who could have who could have done that any better? But our guys. I want to make sure we point out who did it right because it was Freddy Souza. It right? was Souza. We mentioned earlier, yes. right? I mean, he didn't have a good first half. He seemed kind of lost, and here he pulled just an amazing assist, like just amazing vision by him to see Douglas moving in the right direction. And then, of course, as you guys say, like just Douglas just like sprinted like nothing, right? He saw the ball there. He's like, this is my chance. I was Dinner. a little surprised that uh, Dinner was Evan served. didn't come out too. I don't yeah. know if you guys were. I thought Evan well, would come out. but No, look, he already was out. He was in no freaking man's land. He had to backtrack. That's the worst thing for a keeper to be. Look, look, he was way outside the box. And then he realizes, I mean, that was like uh, his error, you know, so he's not even set. He can't even get set for this run. He can't, he can't get set. He can't, you know, yeah, he gets said he tries to be big, but there's nothing he can do. There's too much room. So it's just, yeah, I, I think Evan made a, a critical error there, but it doesn't matter. You know, I, we don't care. It oh, was, we'll take uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but does, how calm. Look at that. Yeah. I, I haven't seen us create opportunities like this. I mean, more than once in, in the past couple of years, usually it's been what? Once every couple of months or something like that, we see that those kind of breakaways. But to see not one but two of those lead the goals, I mean, in, in such rapid succession. I mean, this goes back to 2014, 15, 16. We have not seen this in a while. And and then yes, true, Evan Newton coming out of the box that deep didn't exactly help help their matters, Andy. But still, it was a perfect combination. I I love seeing this. We need to see more of it. I mean, to kind outside of point- the foot, boom. Sorry, I, I yeah. we're, okay. So if you're listening to us, sorry, Jared, we're re-watching the assist and the goal on the highlight. You know, on the highlight reel, and it's just like Sosa. Who would have thought? Outside of the foot, right side. Oh, sorry. Keep going, Jared. <laughs> uh, like I was saying, that they kind of borrow a, a song title from Cake, you know, to and, and repurpose it a little bit here and there. He had the short shorts and the long breakaway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. Short shorts and the long breakaway. It was great. That that run, that run was fabulous. So it wasn't too long after that, but we're in stoppage time now, mind you. Oh, Luis, yes. do you want to take this one? Why don't you walk us through this one? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and just, just one more note on, on the goal too. I mean, Douglas clearly showed us why he's been a top goal scorer in the past, right? And he definitely demonstrated that with just a clinical finish like that, right? One-on-one. And like you said, Evans kind of going back, he's already kind of losing his like kind of control, right? You can't, you know, it's it's good, right? Because we would have been really disappointed had he missed that one because he would have been like, oh, we had the chance to win and then he missed the one-on-one, right? So uh, just props to him, right? This really shows why we signed Douglas because he can score goals and he knows how to do it. So 
Yeah, I think Evan put too much trust in his defenders uh, on the goal that Douglas scored. I think he put too much trust on his defenders. That's why he came out of the box so damn far, is he trusted his defenders to be able to mark all of us, and they couldn't. They didn't, and they didn't intercept the ball like they had been doing all game long or a good chunk of the game. They were intercepting a lot of our, um, our setups, but not now. Not now. They're tired. It's Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, going through uh, the third goal that we had just about like six minutes after the second goal came through, uh, amazing counterattack play, right? El Paso's pressing up because they're they're stunned, right? They can't believe that, you know, that they're now losing the game. And you got Douglas again pulling another amazing sprint down. You got uh, Keiko just in the right position where he's supposed to be at. Perfect. Douglas notices him there. Gives him just a great pass, right? Just to throw pass that, like, just how you want it to be. Like, Keko with his experience, you know, Keko. he knows how to do those finishes and so good one on one opportunity. Drew and the keeper, yeah, takes him out and, like, in you know, I'd say in European fashion, right? Because we see a lot of those goals happen in Europe as well. And scores the goal, the crowd goes wild. We're all just like knowing. Uh, right when Keiko got it, I was like, he's going to score. He's just going to do it once he takes even out. I mean, it's it's just hard to describe, like, just the atmosphere and just how crazy it was when we were all seeing that, you know, he was going to score, right? He takes the goalkeeper out. You're like, he's got to score. He's got an open net. And he scores it. And 3-1, left, left we're, foot. we're feeling great. Totally. Le- he was a left foot. But do you notice that the best control that he had was his right foot while he was dribbling? You know, he touches it, r- left foot, rolls the ball with his, he's a, mostly a right foot guy, rolls the ball over to draw um, Evan out using the right foot, you know, the rollover um, to push the mm-hmm. ball just out of Evan's reach and then left foots it into the goal. And I don't know if he uses both feet easily or accurately, but he did it as though he were a left foot, right foot guy. You know, it's like for him, both feet are the identical. They both have the same amount of skills. Most guys use one leg to stand on the other one, you know, does all the work, but Keko can't say enough about that goal. That was class. That was solid class. Yeah. That was a thing of beauty. I mean, just had the door wide open, just got it right, right to Keiko and then shakes Evan taps it in. That's it. Nail meets coffin. And the crowd. So anybody watching on television, I hope you heard, Jared. I hope you heard the crowd because it was deafening in the stadium. (laughs) And that brings me Mm. to the point that I wanted to bring up about the food concessions because I actually had my friend Brett and his son Theo with me and Theo wanted ice cream at halftime. The two of them were walking around having a great time. Theo wanted ice cream. Brett got in line for ice cream at uh, one of the uh, trucks, the food trucks. Brett did not come back with ice cream until after the final whistle. Oh, that's how wow. long it took for him. Wow. To get the line, get to the ice. It took 45 minutes at one place to get dessert for his son. 
Meanwhile, his son is sitting between me and Anna, Anna Lavoie, who used to be an account manager. You know, she's gone on and she's doing bigger things for herself. So here's this little young kid who gets to see this whole game, right? Meanwhile, the dad who knows soccer more is in line getting the kid an ice cream because it just was so, it was so sad that my friend didn't get to see the two goals. His son, when Anna and I went crazy on the first goal, when Douglas scored, Poor Theo, he looks up at both of us and he goes, what happened? <laughs> what just happened? And we're like, they, we just scored. So we had to explain it to him twice, but he was, it was great. Um, so that's my comment about um, their foods, 45 minutes. That That's worse than the, the times I had in both uh, San Diego and Orange County, because especially San Diego, I had gotten there at halftime, gotten for, uh, ordered my burger, barely got the burger at maybe the 50 or 55th minute and, and even then because of the uh the drama going on in the game i didn't even finish the burger which which if if some of y'all have seen me y'all know i'm not exactly thin but uh for, for me to not finish a burger that's that's got to be something and it wasn't even the ikea burger in chandler so no. but 40 45 minutes for, for an ice cream cone that's that's uncalled for I know the line was that long, but he didn't want to disappoint the child, but 45 minutes. So, you know, missing this beautiful game, this comeback, this go ahead. And then, you know, the, as, as Jared puts it, dang Kecko, you know, cause he ruined, <laughs> he ruined Jared's ability to get a point and made it so that Sharon could get a point in the predictions. Sorry, but you know, so happy for our squad. And it was just, it was a good day. Luis. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and you know, I think we we can't end this uh, segment where we're talking about the second half without talking about the goal that was not called that oh, had clearly God, crossed yes. the line. It's not in the highlights here. I'm kind of shocked it's not, but being at the stadium, we saw it. My grandpa pointed out to uh, on the screen. I think they did the replay there. He saw it as well, and it, it's just unbelievable how they could not see that and where the linesman was at. Right? It's like you're probably not doing your job if you can't see that the ball went through. Um, Luckily we scored three, one really shortly after, but still game could have been four, one. And uh, let's just say that Sharon would not have a point. I'd be leading. So I'm pretty (laughs) disappointed right now. (laughs) I was 600, 650 miles away and I could see that that was a clear goal. (laughs) So you guys, we were heckling that poor uh, assistant referee so bad because he was, uh, we, we, this is not meant in a bad way, but it looked like he was kind of not in very good shape um, to be running um, the line, especially at this level. And oh, there were comments like, dude, have another cheeseburger, because we knew he wasn't keeping up with our back line. He wasn't keeping up with their back line. He wasn't keeping up. And so we knew it was he didn't get to the line in time, you know, to, to make the call. But all well, OK, you're showing us right now that he actually was in line with um on the on the third goal that he actually was in line with the defender but there were so many times that he he wasn't you know he wasn't in the best of of positions but anyhow we kind of teased him about that he needed another cheeseburger (sighs) yeah there was a goal there was one more goal that we should have had I, 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 I'm probably going to rewatch the game because it is a stream. Hopefully it's uh, saved on YouTube, right? Uh, yeah, I think it, it should be. If not, you know, you can go to the good old mouse plus and 
Okay. See it there, yeah. Hopefully, Box Forty saves them. I don't know if they do, but I don't think they do. But probably not. not. All right. Well, I was gonna do an on-demand thing for um, on Fox Forty, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. It, it we'll might see. be an on-demand though. Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably check it out. And just let us know if it is, and uh, okay. You know, one more reason not to get the Mouse Plus, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think more than likely you're gonna get the uh, on-demand replay on ESPN Plus, not necessarily on Fox Forty, uh, because I mean, re- really, I mean. I don't know. They they might have some local highlights of it. I'm not sure. I haven't checked Fox 40 uh, since after the match. But uh, I mean, if they do have like alternate uh, angles of some of the plays, I mean, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, before uh, Sharon gives us uh, some of the post game moments, uh, kind of the time everyone's been waiting for. We're going to talk about how you could win a signed State of the Republic scarf again by most of the team. Uh, we're giving away this one scarf that I had, again, most of the teams uh, sign. So pretty easy. You just have to mention our podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at State Republic 12 on Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, search for State of the Republic and page should pop up there. And for one, make sure it's public as well so we can see it. And, you know, we'll respond to your mention or we'll like it if we saw it. And you could basically do a post on a past episode on an SRFC game, your comments on it, on a podcast merchandise item like the scars, the stickers, etc. cetera. Uh, just anything that just mentions us and again, make sure that we see it. And you could actually get up to three entries if you mention on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So the more you mention on these platforms, the more you get, but you can only get up to three entries for the three. Um, so up total of three. And then we're going to randomly just pick a winner out of all who participate. And you do have until March 20th, which is next Sunday at 11.59 p.m. to participate. And then we'll announce the winner on the 21st. And also one important thing, you have to be able to pick it up at either a game or somewhere in the Sacramento area. We can meet you uh, at some other time as well. Uh, but that's that's the only caveat to this is you got to have someone there who can pick it up for you or you could pick it up as well. So. Good luck to everyone, and uh, thank you so much. Uh, We really appreciate it, and we're going to have more giveaways as the season goes on, uh, each with a different dynamic of sorts, Uh, but this one is more on on all three social media platforms and uh, making it easy for y'all, right? Just got to mention us and and whatnot. So thank you for also uh, tuning into this moment. So I know everyone's been waiting for (laughs) this moment to happen. All right, back to the show. So Sharon, post game moments. Uh, I know you got to talk to some of the players and all that. So just tell us what what your experience was after the game. Okay. So just real quick, irrespective of any of the comments that we make during the game or even here on this podcast, please know that we love the players. You know, we want the players to know that no matter how they perform on the field, that's not what defines them, what defines them is their, you know, how they are as a human being and how we are together as human beings in this world. So irrespective of the sport, that's one thing, you know, but the, the actual people, we love you. We love the whole entire team. You know, we're, we're so appreciative of all that everybody does. And if we could hug everybody in person, we would so do that. 
And we would like to reflect the love you give us as well as, you know, you're reflecting the love that we give you. And we need to keep that going because that's what keeps peace in our world. And that's what keeps people feeling more valued and uh, less likely to um, fall into parts of, you know, depression or anxiety that can overwhelm and overcome. So if you are a player and you're listening to any of this, know you have value. It's not you know, don't, don't listen to our spin, you know, to, for, for your validation, you know, we're all about the nitpicky little aspects of the game, but that doesn't should never reflect on you as a human being. On that note, speaking Applauses. of human beings. I just put an applause noise uh, just so everyone, oh. well, everyone heard that already, right? You guys didn't hear that obviously. Right. But everyone no. listening actually did hear it. It's, it's a lot of applauses. So. Oh, bless your, bless your sweetheart. Um, on that note, you know, I so badly wanted to thank Douglas, you know, and, and share that. And I think I had one tiny chance to like shout out and say, Hey, good job guy. And I think I might've gotten a fist bump from him. I don't remember everything happened so fast. I did get to see Evan after the game and I recorded a little recording for Rose Hickok, bless her heart. She was the person who helped with Tony to prepare the meals for the players at lunchtime years ago when Evan was part of the, the, uh, the squad for us. And so he recorded a, just a sweet little message for Rose to basically say, you know, wish you hope to see you soon and thank you. And, you know, love you, that kind of thing. It was wonderful to have that dialogue and to have him do that. Uh, That just meant the world to me. And I hope Rose heard it. I sent her the recording. I don't know if she heard it yet. Um, And then the other thing, when I went further down, because it was hard to get the, their people were lying. Last season, you couldn't get 10 people to line up along the 103, 102, 101. Maybe you could get 10, but everybody kind of left early and there really wasn't a lot of interest. Um, You could not get to the rail. You couldn't get to the rail. Roro came up into the stands. Luis got a chance to talk to him. I think that was fabulous. I saw him just after Luis gave him a scarf. (laughs) So that was just fabulous. And he was just all about saying thank you to everybody. But then I migrated further down and I see Carlos coming my way. And I'm like, oh, he's looking right at me. And he gets gets closer. I realize he's really not, but he obliges. He comes up. We do fist bumps. Great game. And then I realize I'm standing right next to his mom and dad. He was actually coming over to see <laughs> the entire family, but he took a moment because he, he, he saw me and I was like, yay, Carlos. And he came and said, you know, thank you for coming out. Thank you for the appreciation, you know, the support. He did that to me first. And then he focused to the, to the parents. And then his mom was like, that's my son. It was like, oh my God, these are his parents. And I just wanted to hug them because they have a good kid. You know, they raised a good kid and a, a talented kid as well. And then, and then Jack Gurr was nearby and, and it was so sweet. You know, he listened to me and give him praise. And, and then as he walked away, there were fans kind of hanging around down below. And I go, yeah, that guy's got moved like Jack Gurr. You know, he's got moves like Jacker and they all turn around and went, oh my God. So Jared, you really started something that people hadn't thought about yet. So I got to give you praises for that. But then Kecko came over. I got Kecko's attention. He came over both hands, you know, held and he said, thank you for the support. You know, it's just, and again, said my name, which was like beyond compare. You know, when a, when a player remembers who you are, I mean, I know but Cam Owasa would remember me and Roro, but these new guys are already learning the fan, the name of the fans. So it's, it's really, really so sweet. So 
having that experience and then seeing Betty, you know, our, our, our former head athletic trainer, she was in the crowd last night with her family. And so she, she was able to, to get, you know, in and mixed up with, uh, you know, get in the mix with all the players. And it, it was just a really sweet, uh, you know, good. Nobody wanted the night to end. Nobody wanted to let go of the players. We didn't want the players to go into the locker room. We wanted them, you know, we wanted to talk. We wanted to hear their, their voices. We wanted to see their reaction. We wanted to live off each other's high um, because it was phenomenal that we actually beat El Paso locomotive three to one. So, yeah, we derailed their train and got on our own. And it was just like the, the post game, feeling. I think I might've been the last person to leave Louis. No, Luis and I, we were almost the last. We were, we were the last people to leave. Weren't we? Yeah. Although I gotta say when, when I left, there was still a lot of cars parked. Oh, there were. So, oh no, there were still actually a lot of cars okay. parked. Yeah. Okay. Which I, I was a little surprised, right? Like you said, most of the time, uh, at least in the past, like the last season, right, Sharon, I think you and I were like the last people to, to yeah. actually leave, right? The parking lot was empty, but yeah, this time people were sticking around and it's always really nice when you see that, yeah. right? And getting three points is definitely one way to do that, especially yeah. after a great win like, like yesterday. So right. it, it, and it then, was good. Yeah. And running into Chrissy and running into Rosa and running into Jane and, you know, everybody, they even were like, they didn't want the night to end. And thank goodness it was a seven o'clock game. And it was like, let's go to Pine Cove. And it's like, I have to get up blazes early in the time change because <laughs> I had made a commitment today to do a, a massive cleanup along North Laguna Creek, which is always so trashy. Um, and we it was a, a very big, rangy cleanup. And I knew I couldn't be out late, you know, last night. I knew I couldn't go drinking. So I had to pass on some more fun and camaraderie mm-hmm. of, you know, everybody. But man. You know, these guys deserve a day or two off, but let's get back to work. They'll get back to work tomorrow, the next day and, um, you know, and start licking their wounds and figuring out who needed ice. Matt LaGrasa, bless his heart. I had a long chat with him after the game and he comes over to the side and he just was like, he was like, my back feels like a board, you know, because he was stiff. You know, when you play 90 <laughs> minutes, man, you mm-hmm. dehydrate, all your muscles are spent. But I thought that was so funny to hear him say, my back feels like a board. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's just like so random, but thank you for that. But the dude ran his butt off, you know, mm-hmm. so it's no wonder his back felt like a board. Hopefully they all got really good hydration and they got really good treatment afterwards and you know, and, and got their massages as they needed it for today or tomorrow, you know, they'll get some of the knocks and kinks rubbed out and, and get back to it. Yeah. So, well, yeah, th- thank you for letting us know all that experience. It was really great. And uh, yeah, no shout out to everyone because while you were doing that, I was busy, uh, you know, giving some scarves and some stickers and walking around. So as usual, right, uh, the shout outs go to everyone. And I, I hope I don't miss someone up. Uh, I'm sorry if I do miss you. But, you know, I, I got to see Jen, Martha, Ryan, uh, Danny, of course, our very own Danny. Uh, I had to give him his, his official team hat uh, and scarf as well. And uh, I saw Mike, Rosa as well. Uh, we saw Rebel Cacique, who was just on our last pod as well. So, just shout out to all the middle. It was really great seeing them after the game. And uh, oh, and Jane as well. Remembered. So she was actually looking for Sharon, by the way. And uh, hopefully <laughs> well, we she always, found you. But. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so funny. You know, there's a part of us women that, you know, we really 
we, we, we like hanging out together, you know, as much as we possibly can. And it's growing. There's a lot of us. We love Hendersons. We love all the Megan's, you know, we love Mm -hmm. Aaron and there's, there's, it's really sweet to kind of have that core uh, group of gals and guys, you know, it's just, it makes it family. It just makes it feel like we're so much closer together as in this sport and, you know, with in support of this whole entire team and this effort. Yeah. One more person, uh, William as well. William. Oh my God. Oh, William Land. This is so funny. He was sitting in my seat for a while because he was sitting next to Brett and Theo um, while I was doing who knows what. And I basically was at halftime and I basically came up to William. I was like, hey, get out of my seat, dude. You know, (laughs) so I feel so bad. But at the end of the day, he was headed over to Tower Bridge Battalion. Anyhow, you guys, if you don't follow William Land already on Instagram or on Facebook, his stories of things that he experiences, you can live vicariously. You don't have to do anything. You can sit on the freaking couch and just live vicariously through William. He's like, he le- he he like went to San Francisco last night, I think. And yeah. then it came back today. It's like the dude, he'll do these like random things you would never expect. And he mm-hmm. does it all the time. He's like always on the move. I mm-hmm. will tell you, follow William Land because he will give you a play-by-play of concerts, of basketball games, of Whatever it is that he's experiencing, mm-hmm. it's like sit on the couch, watch William Land. It's yeah. awesome. He, yeah. he needs to start like a travel YouTube channel, you know, one of those like uh, yeah. vlogs. Yeah, because he 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 does a lot of traveling, which is uh, really great. All right, Jared, I really want to know more about this because I haven't been keeping up too much on on what happened, but something happened with Fox Forty. Want to hear your comments on the stream and uh, how it was to watch it in Spanish too? By the way. Yeah, I'll I'll start off by saying I know it's the first game of the season, the first time Fox 40 was doing live matches. So is it going to go perfectly the first night? Absolutely not. And and I expected that. It was just still a little frustrating. And much like the match, it was a story of two halves when it came to the feed. Uh, now, it uh, did start off like a couple minutes after uh, 8, a.m., 8 p.m. Arizona time because uh, the time change, of course, hadn't happened as of yet. But once it hit the magic hour, uh, they did have the other uh, match going. The resolution wasn't all that great. And I and my guess, and I could be wrong about this, is they're mainly mirroring off of the ESPN Plus feed. I mean, that's the impression that I had gotten. Uh, the, the match started out um, maybe 480p or something like that because it wasn't the greatest quality. But I did notice that both the audio for English and Spanish mixed together. The Spanish was a little softer, but it was still enough to where it blended in with the English feed. So that was something that they were working on. Um, I actually got on Twitter uh, because I do actually have someone from Fox 40 uh, following me as of, uh, I believe, yesterday or oh, actually it was, I, think, I believe, uh, yesterday. Later, right, where there was a response saying that the audio is being worked on, but at some point, uh, the English feed, uh, at least from the uh, Microsoft Edge browser I was using on my Xbox, the English feed had went out. So, of course, I'm freaking out, uh, a, you know, a little bit. So I decided, you know what, let me just go ahead and pull up the, the Spanish feed. So I brought the Spanish feed on the Xbox and then every so often on my phone, I was refreshing through the Fox 40 app. Sometimes the English feed did come back, so I had to get my Xbox controller, go back to the English feed. And at first, the audio was looking good. The video was 
getting better, but you can kind of see that they moved the screen a little bit. At one point, it seemed like the English feed had like maybe 50, 60% of the the upper left-hand corner of the screen. So it was cutting off a lot of the field compared to the Spanish feed. Now, granted, you know, I got, I'm from South Sacramento, you know, I'm no stranger to Franklin Boulevard and, and, and whatnot. So obviously I've picked up uh, enough Spanish to get me by, but uh, not enough full conversation Spanish. But I was thankful that, that Fox 40 did add the Spanish feed because I know in years past, uh, the English feed would be on uh, My58 and then the uh, Spanish would be on Estrella TV, Sacramento. But now it's all in one place, basically. But ultimately, uh, a, a couple of minutes before the Evan Newton foul on Roro, they did get the screen fixed. They got the audio fixed. So everything was good. So I was able to, to actually see that play and that penalty kick. And then the second half, uh, everything looked to be pretty good. The uh, resolution actually did get better. So it was more like maybe 720p or so. I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but I, I can re- read a lot of the text a lot better in the second half. Audio was good. Video was good. I mean, they, the engineers at Fox 40 worked their butts off. So I commend them, especially the first night trying to learn the ropes as far as streaming live uh, video. That's not at the studio, but uh, if they, if they can keep up this quality, you know, like they did in the second half, much like a uh, Republic FC did on the field, then I think uh, we may not necessarily have to rely too much on ESPN plus unless we want to multicast uh, other matches on the Xbox uh, version of the app, or at least just uh, to have a fallback on. So Fox 40, you know, it was a rough first half for y'all, but I appreciate all the hard work you've been doing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it goes without saying uh, they were right that there was no geo blocking of it because otherwise I wouldn't have been watching it here in Arizona. I would have had to to basically just get the card out and go with ESPN plus if they did actually go with geo blocking. So thank you for keeping your word. I love y'all and I'll be watching all the matches that that I'm not at uh, going at going on Fox 40 app. Uh, It's uh, I don't know if I'll have headphones on in New Jersey. We'll, We'll see. I mean, that's kind of a game time decision. Yeah, well, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's the first game, right? But I, I also really appreciate that they they did all that work and and make sure that like they give the viewers a good experience, right? Especially since they're they're the ones that are going to be um, broadcasting our games. And I mean, there's the option of ESPN Plus as well, right? But it, it is always really nice when you have uh, a free provider. So yeah, huge huge shout out to them, uh, and uh, they're taking it seriously. Yeah, and then also just uh, just a reminder because I've actually had to remind a few folks as well. When it comes to the majority of the matches, you'll find them on their Antenna TV uh, affiliate. So forty point two, if you get your TV over the air, uh, local cable systems uh, more than likely have them as well. There will be select matches that will be on Fox forty directly, uh, but I'm sure we'll get more details about that as the season Mm -hmm. goes on. So just remember, check Antenna TV first. If it's not there then it could well be on Fox 40. Yeah, and, and I'm really happy that they have a Spanish side of it too as well, right? Great way Absolutely. to get the community more involved, right? People watching more games and also come out to the stadium. Like about we said, I think 
you know, my, my culture, as y'all know, is big on the sport and we could have more people on the, in those seats who are of my culture. And, and I'm, I'm truly a believer that we can get more people out there and more people becoming a fan as much as I am a fan of Sacramento. Uh, and if not even more than I am already, right, you could still keep going up. So uh, g- great stuff on them. And I'm glad that they they're giving people that option um, since w- we had it previously with uh, Stadia TV. So g- good stuff there, Fox. All right, let's take a look at our season prediction contest that we had. If anyone didn't hear uh, two episodes ago, uh, we have this contest that we've been doing, or not, I should say that we just started doing now for <laughs> this new season where um, we all predict the score of the next game and who's going to score the first goal. If we get either of them right, we get a point, right up to a maximum of two points, of course, per, per game. And so for this one, Sharon got the right score, 3-1. I got the right first goal score with Roro, and Jared didn't get either. Uh, but again, Gecko was the cause of that. But great. I mean, I, I know he he's he's actually really happy he didn't get it. <laughs> so Sharon has one point. I have one point. Jared has zero points. But just the start of the season. To quote Florida Evans from, from Good Times, once I saw Keiko score that goal and I knew my prediction was going to fail, it was just nothing but damn, damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so close, right? And uh, for those of you who, again, didn't listen to us and two episodes ago, basically whoever are the two losers, right, are going to have to pay dinner to the winner. At and, the end. And they- at, at the, the end, end yeah. of at the, the end season, because yeah. I thought it was like after every match, and it was like, now, dude, get a Jamba juice if it's after every match. But no, at the very end, yes, I I think we can handle that. Whoever the losers are, may yeah, may not, not be me. Yeah, <laughs> so it'll be an end of season thing, and again, winner picks where, and we might even do a little event out of it, right? Invite people to, um, you know, join us and see us there as as we go there, and also do all that so we'll we'll get more information as, as the time comes by and depending where the winner picks uh we'll kind of determine a lot of things so <laughs> all right well it's everyone's favorite segment which we've missed so much i mean it's been already months since this is something we do only during the season but jared's famous usl unsolved mysteries time so let's cue the music All right. Now, some of you that have seen the uh, out-of-town scoreboard for the USL this weekend might have noticed uh, some strangeness uh, going on. Uh, In particular, of course, uh, we have El Paso Locomotive, who prior to this past Saturday night, we have never beaten at all. Since their their introduction to the league in 2019, we have lost by scores of 3-1, 3-0, We've lost them to them in the playoffs in 2019, if memory serves me correctly. But then all of a sudden, this past Saturday, not only do we tie it up in the dying moments of the first half, but we end up piling it on towards the end of the second half, end up winning 3-1. And just the last week prior, this was the same El Paso locomotive that crushed San Antonio, who were supposedly the favorites to win it all this year, according to the, the folks in Tampa. They crushed San Antonio 7-0. So what has happened to these big-name teams? I mean, you had these big-name teams that ended up losing 
all this round. I mean, you had El, El Paso Locomotive losing. You had the defending champion, Orange County SC, losing 2-1 to Colorado Springs. We had Oakland uh, losing one nothing to RGV Tor- uh, Toros. And, I mean, re- re- really, it's it astounds me. I know it's early on in the season, you know, first uh, first match. Oh, it's, it's bound to happen. But so many of these top-ranked teams just not having it to, to start off with. And you got to remember, you, you build momentum from the very start. I mean, you can have a slow start and everything like that, but you really expect these teams to, to get something going. I think ultimately it worked in our favor, at least as far as El Paso looked, because not only do we finally get that break in our, our duck, but we do it in overwhelming fashion. 3-1 against a team that we could, could barely get past a tie on. Now, and now it looks like that as far as the Western Conference so far, but for the top five, yes, of course, Phoenix, yeah, 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 because they were only you guys were only playing the newest team in, in the Western Conference. That's why you got that 4-2 win. But we have a commanding 3-1 win over El Paso, New Mexico, Colorado Springs, and San Diego Loyal. They're in the top five as well. Could this be an indicator for how things go in August, September, October? It's too early to tell. But if this could mean a changing of the guards, and this is just the reason where it starts snowballing from here, I mean, we stand a great chance. El Paso, to be honest, as well as Oakland, yes, they're going to gain ground later. I mean, they'll they'll at minimum get the sixth or fifth uh, position in the Western Conference, being by how how strong they've been. But who knows? This could be the downfall of their empire for the season. So, <laughs> but let's if you cross notice, our fingers. Yeah, Las Vegas is still. Las Vegas. <laughs> well, come on. You, you didn't expect Las Vegas, even with a new coach, to turn things around that quickly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just have to chuckle. You know, <laughs> sorry. They couldn't get out of the basement last year. And still, They're back. they start off in the basement. Back at it. <laughs> hey, the, nothing to go but up for some of these teams. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think El Paso's probably going to still recover, right? I mean, we saw a really mm-hmm. strong team and. I have no doubt they're going to make the playoffs, uh, I'd say, this season, too. Oh, yeah, of course. So one last thing, uh, looking towards the future, upcoming game this Saturday, March 19th at San Diego at 7 p.m., same time as as last Saturday. Uh, And just a quick reminder, San Diego just came from beating Los Dos 2-1 yesterday uh, in a game where I should know Los Dos actually got a red card. So not that that was the reason why they won, but... Just saying that they got a red card uh, that that happened. And so interesting game uh, as it always is against San Diego, I think for us. And if anyone is actually making the trip down there, I'm I'm not sure I haven't heard of anyone yet, but if you're a listener and you are actually doing that, send us a quick message because we really enjoy having a way fan experiences told here on the podcast. If you, you listened to us last season, you heard that, and we have a couple of correspondents and a couple other places too. So, you know, we're always trying to get people, especially if you're from the area and you're going to be going to the Sacramento games uh, all the time, then just uh, let us know. But if you are from our area and you're making the trip down there, then 
you know, it'd be really great to hear your comments on their venue and just how, how the game was overall in your opinion. So just let us know. And, and same goes to any other game, any other away game that we have. If, if you're going, just let us know. And we'd like to hear your, your experience. Yeah. I think some of the, uh, uh, battalion are going to be making the trip uh, not necessarily all, all of them but um uh, quite a few of them so we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on that um and i know it was, it was fairly easy to, to get to uh torero stadium i mean myself i had i had to do a uber but uh given the cost of gas you know i'm sure they'll they'll still find a way to, to make it down there so let, let's let's see how it goes on saturday yeah let, let's see how it goes and you know here's Here's for the best for Saturday. And if we play like we did in the second half, then I've no doubt we can get the, the three points. Uh, so one last thing before we close out today's episode, um, let's give our predictions for the game against San Diego. Sharon, Jared, uh, what do you guys got for this game? Uh, again, give me a, a score and the first goal. The first goal scorer, I should say. Since Jared lost, he gets to make the first prediction. All right, I am going to say 3-2 Republic, and the first score is going to be uh, D- uh, Douglas Martinez Jr. What if I also wanted to do 3-2? Yeah, that's where, that? yeah, that's, that's, that's okay. where the tiebreaker would come in as far as the first uh, goal score, I believe. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'll, well no, I'll... we're giving away a point for the goal score as well. So oh, okay. yeah. if you okay. say the same thing as Jared, then you two might get two points. Oh, no, we wouldn't split. Okay. You two would just get two points each. So, okay. Yeah. So Luis, since you didn't pick this right score, even though you picked the first goal score, I think you go second. Okay. Let's see. I am going to go with a tie. I'm actually not going to go with the win. I think because again, it's an away game and you just never know what might happen. And I'm going to go with the one, one tie. And first goal scorer is Roro again. Interesting. Are you writing all this down? Yeah, I have it okay, all good. written down good, here. Good. All right. Yeah. I think he has invisible ink. I think it could. No, I'm kidding. Um, interesting. Because I was thinking I was leaning towards 3-2 as well, you know, because we do have some goal scorers and I really don't know how San Diego's defense is playing. Now that we're starting to get a little bit more, I see it, I see it. Um, now that we're getting a little bit more technical and, you know, we do know the the nature of the game anymore, um, quite a bit better. Let's see, it's Landon Donovan. They like scoring. Um, dang it. Luis, Jared, I think I'm also going to go with, I'm going to stick with 3-1 and it's Sacramento okay. winning. I'm going to stay with 3-1. We're going to dance on their parade or rain on their parade. And I don't know about Douglas or Luis. Um, Keko comes in as a sub, so I don't think he's a starter. Um, who almost scored? Who was the score? Who was the goal that rolled across and missed? Who was that? I forget. I, I'm I not know. Missed. I know Jack Gurr got that really good opportunity at first in the first half. The one that got called back, the one that was across the goal line, and then they called oh, it back. Oh, no. No, Who not was that, that one. Luis? Oh, I have a feeling it was Douglas, but I'd have to go back and check, like, on ESPN Plus, just because we didn't get the highlight. <laughs> Who was playing up top with Douglas? Because I know we have um, Emil. We have, oh, uh, Nick Ross, the boss. Um, and by the way, he heard me say that and he chuckled, oh, but I, I have to make a decision here. This is really hard. 
Yeah, you know? well, this could determine a lot. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. could mean you, you're getting a free dinner, or I know you. Yeah, I know. Season. There's a lot on the line here, folks, because I can't like. Uh, number one, Luis and I are like incredibly competitive, and I can't let the man get in front of me, right? <laughs> um, and Jared too. Oh, who's a starter? Let's go. Nope. I I'm going with Roro. Also. Sorry, Luis, I'm going to pick your man. All right. Yeah, no, I mean, you thought you picked him for this one. So, hey, I mean. Yeah. I might give you yeah. a point this time. Well, we'll I, watch it's going to be. Luis. It's going to be this time. Yeah, it'll be Cuello. Oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And who knows if he'll even start. I mean, because he's actually looking at uh, the coaches, probably rotating some players through based on, you know. The one thing that I did hear is coaches going to play, the players say that they're going to be playing their game, that they're not really worried about what they adjust to what the other team will do, but they will always play their own game. In other words, as I don't get in your head so much about what the other team does and how the formations are, play your game first and then adjust to what you're experiencing on the field, which is like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, the minute I heard that, I was like, oh, pure soccer. We got Sharon 3-1 Roro. Jared three two Douglas and I say one one Roro, but please team prove me wrong. Uh, this is what I, I don't want to get two points. I want to get one point because Roro scored the first goal, but don't give me two points. Yeah, we're still suffering flashbacks from from last uh, year's Joseph A. Bank selection. Oh my God! Oh, the ties. Mm. Those there were so many ties. Off. Yeah, hopefully yeah. it's not another tie. Right? I, I know I said one one, but. Okay, prove me wrong, please, and uh, don't you know, let me get two points. San Diego is probably a really good side this year, you know, so it could very well be a tie. We'll see. Yeah, they're they're, they're really competitive, and uh, of course, we've only seen one game of theirs, so again, too early for us to really make judgments and all that. But being in a away game, it's always tough, right? Especially when you got uh, a trip down there, and you know, the travel time and, and whatnot. So it's, it's a little bit difficult, but again, yeah. hopefully, hopefully I'm wrong. And, and, you know, one of you is right and gets two points. That would be great. One of you gets two points. Awesome. I'll take that. There you go. <laughs> hopefully share it so I can get one point at least with Roro. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, well, awesome. I, I think we got everything taken care of. Thank you so much to everyone who uh, tuned into this episode. A little bit longer, I think, than usual. But after a win, we just had a lot of things. And if you saw our story on Instagram and Facebook, you saw us, you know, just already talking about it. And Sharon and I spent a good, like, 20 minutes on the phone <laughs> as I was driving, giving our comments, too. So, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've talked a lot about this, too. And we're really glad that we, we mentioned almost everything. Maybe I'm sure we forgot a couple of things or there's just some things that would make this show like two hours, but but we we mentioned as much as as we could uh, remember here in in this moment. So thank you, Jared. Thank you, Sharon, as always, for for being on the podcast. And thank you to all of our listeners for always tuning in. We appreciate your support. And you will hear from us next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Have a great night, everyone. Good night. And thanks, Luis, for always being the backbone. Have a great night. We'll see you soon. Oakland lost. They 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 lost to um, I'm trying to
trying to remember who it is that they lost to, but uh, they lost one nothing. We had Orange County SC, the defending champions. They ended up losing to... Uh, And we'll have to take a bit of an edit because we're just pulling up the sports here. Let's go back to uh, before you mentioned Oakland Roots. Or, uh, yeah. You can start that over again. <laughs> okay. And Sharon, I think you're you're a little surprised. What happened? Wait, I thought don't we usually have a like a, a podcast before the? Are we going to do that this week or this is edit time? Um, yeah. I, did we? How soon prior to the? game that we just had did we make our predictions were those predictions like yeah sorry. that was a week in advance yeah that was the last okay time we recorded. okay yeah. okay 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 put the yeah. <laughs> put this in, put okay back to normal can i put that in the, in the bloopers uh, i'm just gonna okay. with me just going okay 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 well well everything before that <laughs> oh jesus uh, all good? i'm like well, i don't care so I'm the, like, okay, sh- great. Okay, so uh, we promised people that this is going to be a longer blooper segment. So there you go. I just get shocked. It's like it's only Sunday, and I'm <laughs> I have to think already about what if there's an injury between now and what if what if something happens? What if ah? Uh, so it's really hard. It's really hard, Luis, to think about. Okay, okay. Makes it oh, more sh- challenging too, right? If someone yeah. does, and we're like, oh, I'm out. I'm out. Ah. You can still get a point though. Because the score line, there's still. <laughs> oh. Do I keep the same bet like in Russian, uh, not Russian roulette? <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. About that. Uh, no, that's not our. That's not our kind of competition. Here, no. No, I'll pass on that. I don't know, Jared. If Jared will go for that, I'll, Sorry, I'll no. pass on that. <laughs> roulette, not just roulette. You know the the game. Eastern European roulette. We'll we'll do it that way. <laughs> oh my God! Did we just edit this whole segment? Yeah, this whole thing is yeah, yeah. Let's, 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 it's a wash. It's a turret. Yeah. All right. So, oh, recording in progress. <laughs> I think Got they it. changed that though. Yeah, no, I think weird. so. <laughs> I, have. I, always thought, I always thought it was recording started. No, you're right. It is recording in progress. Recording in yeah. progress. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> like, just don't, don't, like you said, don't pull a George, non George, a Patrick. I'm, I'm, I'm actually quoting a real good player, right, George? Well. <laughs> Uh, blooper. Uh, blooper. But... Andale, Douglas. Corre poquito más, andale. Robot, <laughs> Douglas. Damn, damn, damn. It's easy like Sunday morning.